You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Good afternoon and welcome. It's always a pleasure to be here each and every week at 88.9 FM in Irvine. And uh, Real People OC airs every Thursday from 4 to 5. So I'm always really grateful that you join us here today. And uh, we just love having you. So this later in this week, I got to take my daughter to an event over at an organization called The Wooden Floor. And another big shout out to my friend Jane Kennedy. She's always pointing me in the right direction to find some of Orange County's greatest folks. She works over there at the Orange County Business Journal, and so I always appreciate her input any uh, anytime I am looking for somebody that deserves a great shout-out. So thank you, Jane. And um, she pointed me into the direction of the wooden floor some time ago said, hey, you really need to go check it out. So they had a fabulous event. It was a demonstration. And I got to take my daughter through the facility and see all that they have to offer their community up there in Santa Ana. Now, if you don't know anything about the Wooden Floor, it was an organization created in 1983. And they are a nonprofit organization that uh, engages in the intensive dance education supported by academic and family services. And so it was an absolutely delightful evening. I got to share with the wooden floor, and I wanted to bring them into the studio so you could hear more in-depth discussion about what they're doing over there in Santa Ana on Main Street. Wow, what what an impressive group. So um, Dawn is here, Dawn Reese and Paula Orozco. And so, hello, ladies. Welcome. Hello. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for being thank you, here. Kimberly. So um, I want, I want, let's, let's start with you, Dawn. So take us back. How did it all start? Well, the wooden floor provides, um, let's get up a little. <laughs> um, the wooden floor since 1983 has provided Santa Ana and the surrounding communities with a wonderful dance education program that is um, coupled with academics, college prep, and family services. In 1983, when the organization started, which was over 30 years ago, uh, the goals were very uh, simple. Keep kids off the streets and out of gangs and give them something fun to do during the summer. But over the years, it's evolved into this award-winning youth development organization. It's incredible. So how many students do you serve right now at the wooden floor? Well, we have two programs. So uh, since 1983, we've served over 75,000 young people in the city of Santa Ana and the surrounding communities. Through our year-round program, which is on our campus in Santa Ana, we serve 375 students. And then we also have another community engagement program that goes into the Santa Ana and Tustin school districts. And that program serves over almost 3,000 students per year. And do, does that mean that 3,000 are coming through the studio, or are you doing an outreach We do program? a community outreach program. Okay. All right. Well, wonderful. Well, so we're going to get the perspective of a student at, um, at the wooden floor. So I'm, I'm excited, Paula, for you to give us your take on what this has meant for you, your time at the wooden floor. Take us back to when you started. Okay. Well, when I first auditioned for the wooden floor, I was 11 years old. And I was a sixth grader, and I was really excited for this because I've never, I haven't taken like any ballet classes or anything like that. So I was really excited for this. And um, my audition, it was 
a lot of fun and I I was really hoping I would make it and I did make it and now I'm it's my sixth year there and I'm just really happy with it it's such a fun experience and yeah it's just it's wonderful so you're an 11th grader right now at at, at OSHA right right okay Orange County High School of the Arts what did the time you had at the wooden floor mean to that experience I bet they're really connected yeah, it's it's a lot of help actually because of the dance classes and all the support that we get from the people that work at the wooden floor. It's just it's a lot of help. Okay, so did the wooden floor prepare you? Are you? Let me just ask you this: Are you there for dance? Or are you there for one of the other? Um, what do they call them? They have a really interesting conservatory. Conservatories, yeah. Right, I'm at OSHA for um, my conservatory, and it's international dance, so it's it involves a lot of dance with it too. Okay, well, tell me a little bit about that. Um, well, when I first started at OSHA, I was a little scared, but I was more prepared because of the wooden floor. Um, the classes there helped me a lot, and like the people, they encouraged me, and it was a lot of help. What kind of, um, why don't you tell what kind of classes you do at the wooden floor? Um, at the wooden floor, we take ballet classes and modern classes, so um, that helps with like the other dances that we do at OSHA. Okay. And so did w- was there a lot of excitement when you decided to audition for OSHA around the wooden floor? Yeah, it was really helpful also because I had already gone through the audition process at the wooden floor. So I wasn't as nervous for the OSHA audition and I was more prepared because I knew what was coming. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Okay. So Dawn, how long again have you been with the wooden floor? I've been with the wooden floor since 2009. And I started as our general manager, chief financial officer, and then I was promoted in 2012 to executive director and co-CEO. And so what does it mean for you to be a part of this organization that's grown so much in the time that you were there? Well, the wooden floor is a really special place. It's, um, it really helps students um, get ahead and reach their full potential to be successful young people. And so for me personally, it matches my um, passions and my my um, purpose that I have in life to really help these students move forward and um, what's the best one of the best parts about the wooden floor is today we have students that start as early as third grade with us and we see them all the way through college (laughs) so students like um, Paula um, we actually have just met a few times but there's some younger students that um, have been with the wooden floor that I've got to now see through their journey of elementary now going into middle school and I'm so excited to see them actually journey into high school and being part of that journey with them is really important it, it, it is, and it's funny, you don't realize this as a parent when you're sitting there trying to figure out how to get your kid lessons, because it's tricky. I mean, it's expensive, it's, it consumes uh, financial resources as well as time resources, but, but more importantly, it consumes like the logistical resources of just, if you're working and you're getting from, you know, getting the, just to get the kids from school, and do you have any kind of an outreach to get the kids from school to help the parents that are working? Uh, you know, that's the one... Um challenge that the families have to overcome is their own transportation because we actually have uh, 14 cities that the students come from to the wooden floor campus and so um, that is the number one but what they do is it's really a great community and Paula's mother is um, an active volunteer with us she's on our board as a parent representative and what the parents do is they work together and so sometimes do carpooling um, drop-offs 
family, parents, grandparents. Um, it kind of takes a village of transportation for our students to get to the wooden floor. But they're very committed because um, we actually have very strict um, and rigorous attendance requirements related to 80% of our, our students need to be at the wooden floor um, for their classes each session, 80% requirement. And so it takes them to be on time to be present, so sometimes if they get there a little early to make sure they're ready for class, their hair is properly put in a bun if they're in ballet, they have to be in their proper uniforms and attire, because our goals for them are to be present like you would be going into anything you do in life, really ready, set to go as soon as they arrive. So basic life skills, really. Right. So that's really where it really translates today, is that, you know, the wooden floor is like I was talking earlier, is really about uh, transforming communities. And um, specifically for our students is that what they practice in the studio through their dance education classes or the performance opportunities that they have are really applicable to everyday life. And so um, an example of um, our approach to dance is really centered upon innovation, creativity, uh, teamwork and really more importantly courage to to step out to take a risk to try something new and so, so for students like Paula who have been with us six years she practices and rehearses and is in the classroom every single day working through all of those um, dance properties that if she uses them in everyday life to overcome any challenge she will be successful it's so true um, it, it's causing me to think, you know, we all have this debate going on in our public sector as to why the arts are so important. Why is dance so transformational? Well, I think we what we're seeing in our approach to dance, which is, is very, um, um, I think the word we try to, is um, innovative and inventive, is that um, some, for us, it really challenges the way the student thinks about themselves and the world around them. And so when they approach a problem or, or some activity in the studio, maybe Paula can talk about it, is that the, the co-creation process that happens between uh, the faculty member or the choreographer, like you saw it inside the studio, really um, makes them believe and know internally that what they say really matters, what, what they bring to the equation of that dance um, performance piece that they're doing really is bringing that art forward. And so by having those successes in the dance studio, it starts to equate to everyday life. And so what you start to see with STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, or you hear now about the, the core curriculum and they're really focusing on arts and creativity, what we do in the studio every day is project-based learning. Right. So true. So they they uh, I, I talked about that it inside the studio. So it's focused on um, ideation, exploration, planning, execution, teamwork, collaboration, which obviously comes from that. And then finally, we really focus on reflection. So look at what you did, <laughs> make adjustments, <laughs> make course correction. Right. And we we actually encourage the students to have a voice in that. So they're, um, they're bringing themselves fully present into the art making process that we do. So th this is a good question for you, Paula. Um, what, what do you think it's done for you personally? I mean, let's just say you decided not to pursue dance in high school the way you have. What, um, what do you think you've gotten from this experience over and above just learning dance? 
Well, I think it's helped me a lot in my life because, I mean, without the wooden floor, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. And honestly, um, like, just going to the wooden floor, it's just a lot of fun because you develop so many, like, really nice friendships and you meet so many great people. And it just helps a lot, like, with the school process and everything else that you need help with. So um, when you say you wouldn't know what you'd be doing, are you... Were you concerned about what you'd be doing with your time or your free time? Is that really kind of what we're targeting is to is to make a really productive use of free time here at the wooden floor? Either one of you can answer that question. Um, I, I, I think um, sometimes people look at the arts as, a, as an extracurricular. And for us, we don't look at it as extracurricular. We look at it as um, it's actually central to the student's success of what they, they have and uh, can achieve in their life. Um, so I think Paula, when she talks about it, I'm probably just interpreting <laughs> what she's saying. But really, it's that she she's built a community at the Wooden Floor of like-minded students similar to herself that have big goals for themselves, and they know the Wooden Floor is going to help them achieve that. And so when she, she talks about her friendships, everyone's fully aligned to the same goal, which today is really to help students be successful in school and life, with our ultimate goal is for them to attend college. So, okay, wonderful. Uh, that's a really great place to maybe digress a little bit. I do want to get back into the arts and talk about um, your choreographers and whatnot. Because yeah, it was terrific. It was just such great timing that I was able to attend that event. Right. Uh, tell quickly what the event was that I attended. Uh, you attended the Inside the Studio event, which is our pre-event um, kickoff to our annual concert, which is at in May at the Irvine Barclay Theater from May 29th to 31st. And so this, the Inside the Studio event is this really intimate um, opportunity to be close um, to the choreographers and hear about the choreographic process that they take our students through and also the students' involvement in the choreographic process and how um, they help each choreographer develop the piece that you'll see on stage. And so unlike some um, some choreographers where they have maybe a rep that they've done in the past or a piece they may have worked with adults um, and maybe even a smaller number. You've heard from some of the choreographers they've never worked with a large number of people in general. So what they do is when, they, when they're hired uh, with... Um, uh, to work with our students, um, they work with Melanie Rios Glazer, who's the artistic director and also the co-CEO with me at the Wooden Floor. And Melanie really makes sure she selects choreographers that are shaping the genre of contemporary dance who are very on the leading edge of what's happening in that field. And um, really bringing to the wooden floor these top choreographers from New York and other parts of the country to work with our students. And what's really neat about the process is this, the, the choreographers arrive. They've never done the rep. They don't have an idea of what they're going to do with the students. They ask the students, as you saw, how to be part of that process and how to bring the moves and the movement to the piece that they want to construct. And so what what um, one of the choreographers, Janine Durning, had said was that um, that uh, she's the she's the person that um, she she's a facilitator of the movement. You know, she's bringing it together for what you see on stage. But it's definitely co-creation with the student themselves. And that's really not typical, is it? It's not. It's not typical. In, in general, and also to work with the number of students, a cast can be between 25 to 75 students. 
And uh, the typical uh, art piece that we put on at the Irvine um, Barclay Theater is not what I would say is a typical recital of a student performance. It's very high-level art making that any dance company in the United States would be very proud to put on. And when you see our students on stage, you think to yourself, are these students? You can't believe when you're actually seeing them on stage that they're under you know 18 years old you're always quite shocked you mean that they're not professional dancers but they're so they're they they rise to the level of professional dancer but they're not yet a professional dancer it's pretty amazing interesting wow that's probably pretty exciting right so our, our when they most people that are new to the wooden floor they're often come out of the theater shocked because they're just so overwhelmed by how terrific our students are so you're inside the studio event that I attended. It was last week. How often do you do those? We, we do that right now once a year, uh, generally during uh, when we have our chore- choreographers on uh, premises during um, the pre uh, doing rehearsals. So what happens is we bring a choreographer in um, starting in the fall or for sure in December of each year. Um, and then we bring him in two other times throughout the year leading up to concert in May. So, so concerts are biggest performance that we pr- that we perform every year. It's four nights, four performances over three days um, here at UCI. And then we also um, have other outside performances. So we were at Red Cat, which is Roy and Edna Disney Hall up in uh, Los Angeles in January. And Paula uh, performed in that performance. And we were two nights at Red Cat, which is a very, um, I would say, a very uh, Prestig- inventive, prestigious, um, idiosyncratic um, dance space. Oh, okay. Well, what was that like, Paula? <laughs> it was a really fun experience because I had never done Red Cat before. I've done the concerts that we do annually at the Wind Floor, but um, Red Cat was new to me, and it was really fun and exciting to experience that with um, my friends, and it was just a really good experience. Wonderful. Um, what was the space like in Red Cat? It was a lot smaller than what we usually mm-hmm. dance in. <laughs> yeah, it caused challenges, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it caused challenges, but it was. Um, we were able to work with it and. Yeah, it came out to be a really good show. Okay, yeah, well, that's a good place to go back to the facility at the wooden floor when you say it was smaller than you were used to. It was such an impressive building, and inside the studio, the event, um, I received the tour from Payal. Payal works with you. What does Payal do, by the way, for you? She's She's our director of communication and marketing. She does an amazing job. She's She's really lovely. So, um, (laughs) Payal took me around and it was, you know, I thought I was going to go see a dance studio, you know, and I, I mean, I grew up doing ballet. It was just one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. It was just such a, a huge part of my development. Mm-hmm. And although I don't think at the time I could have articulated what any of that was, but um, just from a philosophical standpoint, the building blocks of ballet, you know, how you place the, the weight distribution of your own body and this goes upon this and this goes yep. upon this. And just, just that uh, philosophical building, you know, is such a great thing for young people to hear. But the wooden floor is so much more. First of all, I, uh, you know, was swept up a beautiful sweeping staircase to the actual studio and it was enormous. I could <laughs> not believe the space you have up yeah. there. And I only think I saw one of the studios that you have. Yeah. So um, I could see where, you know, you've been used to vast amounts of space, which is not really typical for a ballet studio. Right. 
um, you know, sometimes the time the time that the ballet dancer is getting to do their grand jetés across the floor, you know, the f- is really when they're hitting the stage for the first time because they're not used to that much space unless they take the diagonal in their studio and then they get a little bit more, but right. not much more. So um, the the space is impressive. Let's talk about the space. So kind of going back to your original question, when we started out, we were at the basement of a church in in Santa Ana. So we only, at the time we had 40 students and it was a very small space. And uh, Beth, uh, our founder, Beth Burns, um, started it out as a ballet uh, uh, program in the city of uh, Santa Ana. And then over time, it really grew to um, incorporating um, dance and contemporary dance and uh, we had a studio on 4th Street in Santa Ana and then in 99 or early 90s uh, the board of directors um, had a vision to develop our current campus and the it's a 21,000 square foot campus Uh, we have uh, three studio spaces dressing rooms uh, education space we have an ed center and then uh, we also have a community space rooms plus administrative and, and program offices. And uh, the goals were really there is that um, we wanted to make this long-term commitment to the students and felt that we needed to develop um, this campus environment, which at the time has really become a second home to the students. We bring all services, any workshops, any activities on campus, unless we take them off campus, say, for college tours or something like that. But anytime a workshop happens, any sort of tutoring that happens, it's all done on campus. So the goals of that is that the students are always there for dance. It's the center of student transformation, but we couple that with these wraparound programs, which are academic programs, tutoring, college prep and family services and so the day the student has their dance class if they need tutoring they'll have it on that same day if they need any sort of college prep assistance they'll have it on that same day and if for some reason they need to see one of our counselors they'll have that that um, social service support system on that same day so fascinating. I love, you know, the opening statement is that the Wooden Floor is an after-school organization that has been committed to using dance as a catalyst for change in low-income communities. Right. It's such a powerful thing to walk through that facility and see the huge, beautiful, new technology computers in place for the students um, to use as their study hall. Um, and I think when I went through, there was a student there at 8 o'clock at night yeah. just using the studio. He wasn't part of the performance upstairs. He was just there to study. A safe place to go, right? Right. How, many, how often did you use that facility, Paula? Do you oh, I use it a lot <laughs> still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever I need help with any of my homework or anything that I didn't understand during school, I can always count on the um, helpers there at the Ed Center, and they'll help me with whatever I need. So we used, we used tutors from uh, Chapman, UCI, Cal State Long Beach, Cal State Fullerton. Many of them are education majors who are, um, will, will have, they'll receive class credit for being at the wooden floor. And then we also have um, paid tutors in the areas of um, science, technology, engineering, and math type of um, um, tutoring that the student may need. Oh, very good. Okay, so... The one thing that really surprised me that I wasn't expecting when I took the tour is um, Payal showed me the facility and then talked about how much time and effort goes into getting those kids prepared for college. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I was so impressed with that. Each child had a book that was tracking their progress and tracking really their preparation to make sure they were on track to get to college. What What a huge 
step in their lives. So the um, the goals of, of our program uh, organization is really uh, uh, grown over time. So in the early um, the early part of the the organizational's growth it was really focused around helping students get out of high school because the graduation rate was very low at the time in Santa Ana. So our goals were let's just help our students get out of out of um, uh, high school. And then around the mid 2000s, it really started focusing on what can we do to help our students get into college and and to be successful. And so since 2005, 100% of our students have graduated high school on time and have immediately enrolled in college, which is 30. It's about three times higher than the, their socioeconomic peers. And so um, the goals now today are really to help students prepare really as early as when they enter. So today, a student that arrives at the wooden floor in third grade, they're in the class of 2023. And we say, this is when you're, you're the class of 2023. Do you know what that means? And we say, with their mother and their father and the student and the staff, we're going to work together to help you graduate high school in 2023 and go to college. We know for all students, they may not go to college, but we set that as their initial dream coming out. And so today it's become, I'm sure Paula can talk, it's kind of our culture now. People just, I think there's a little assumption a little that uh, we're all going to college. If you're here, uh, <laughs> you got to go to college. Yeah, <laughs> but we know that might not be everybody's dream. But for an example is maybe we have a student that wants to study culinary arts. What we do is we help them direct into a program like Orange um, OCC has one of the best culinary arts program in the whole United States. And so we direct them there. We have one student there. She's becoming a wonderful um, uh, baker, and that's her focus. And, you know, the difference of, you know, her pursuing a, an AA degree with, um, with also focusing on culinary arts is going to make her so much more successful down the road if maybe she's a business owner or she plans to work as a sous chef or something like that. You don't know what that is down the road for that student, but at least having a community college um, degree is helpful. But what today we're seeing, though, is that of our graduating class, we're having an event at the end of the month um, in April called Step Beyond, and that's a new event where we're showcasing where our students are going to college. And so this year we'll have 27 students graduating high school and going immediately into college. And for about almost 60% of them, they're all four-year uh, oh, four-year degree impressive. university schools. And I want to reiterate what you said before, that 100% of the wooden floor seniors finish high school on time and enroll in college. Yep. That is an astounding statistic. Yeah, we, and so I think going, sorry, going back to your original question is, so starting in eighth grade, we start building the pathway for the student. How do they pick their classes in high school that gets them to that four-year or, or minimally uh, community college degree? Uh, then starting in their junior, in their s freshman and sophomore year, we start helping them build their college resume because, you know, it's involved in classes and and um, community groups and volunteerism and everything. And we also talked to them about how the wooden floor plays a role in that for them. And then their junior year, Paula and I we were just talking, this is the exciting part is she just had SAT prep. And, and through the wooden floor? Through the wooden floor. That's we huge. Most families, I mean, I, I, most families in most income brackets have to stop and pause and think if they can put that into their budget. Right. It's, it's, um, and so we provide that free of charge for our students. That's amazing. And then starting their, which is 
this semester for Paula, is, uh, this summer for Paula, she'll be very busy at the wooden floor because we do a four-week prep course where we go through essay writings for college essays. Um, we look at financial, uh, financial aid, scholarship programs, college research, and then college tours. So we, we tour all the major campuses in the Southern California area from USC, Loyola, UCLA, down to San Diego schools. That's impressive. And UCI. And UCI, <laughs> of course. Well, you know, you have such an integral uh, relationship with UCI anyway. I'm, I'm fascinated. We'll talk about that a little bit before we Great. close. But uh, so, Paula, um, I guess you're in the hot seat here on this one. <laughs> um, what's it like preparing for college so far in advance? I mean, is it is it exciting? Or it's you really a exciting. Bit of yeah, it's it's exciting and nerve wracking too, because. Um, you know, it's a whole different experience once you get to college, but it's really fun getting prepared for that and getting the help that I need from the wooden floor. So I was going to add is when she, um, we help them through their junior year, we actually help them through the application process. We help them weigh all their financial aid packages when they get their acceptance letters. Which is huge. And then we help them actually uh, transition from their senior year into their freshman year successfully. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, well, that's pretty exciting. So I just want to pause for a minute. If you're just tuning in with us, you're listening to Real People OC, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. I have with me today um, two ladies from the wooden floor over in Santa Ana. Don Reese is the executive director and the co-CEO, and Paula Orozco, which is a student here at the, <coughs> pardon me, the wooden floor, and we're hearing about all the great things they're doing over there. You guys are right next door to OSHA. Was that yep. on purpose? Uh, I don't know who came first. <laughs> but what's neat is that um, Main Street's really becoming an arts and um, science uh, gateway. And so what's interesting, there's OSHA, then our Kidsium, ourself, we're right next door. And then we're right next to the Bowers and the Discovery Science Center is on the other side of uh, Main Street. Amazing, so yeah. It's um, interesting to see it kind of come together. And it's just c probably you've become a nice feeder for the OSHA students. We do. We think we have about 12 students there at um, OSHA right now. Okay. All right. Well, good. Um, let's go back to... Um, Let's go back to where the wooden floor wants to be. So we've we've t talked a little bit about the history, but where do they want to be in the next uh, 10 years? And how do you want to expand your programs? And then more importantly, what do you need to make those program expansions happen? So in uh, 2009, the board of directors, Melanie and myself um, and our staff came together to develop a long-term vision for the organization. And that was a 10-year tenure vision, and that was to advance our model, grow local impact, and increase our visibility for our organization. And so this was in the height of the recession, you know, when it was starting to hit. But the the board really wanted to act boldly and say, where do we want to be to possibly serve more youth? And so what we've been exploring over the last five years is how do we um, possibly uh, be able to accommodate more students? Um, because, as I mentioned, uh, and I think Paula mentioned, she uh, we have an audition each October. And this year, we had over 350 students line up for only 75 spots. Oh, that's painful. And so we turn away so many young people, and um, we know the need is great. 
but um, we're not we're really making sure that when we look to growth we're doing it for really prudent reasons and one is that we have a very successful model and so we know that we're looking at ways to possibly replicate this model in ways that we share our model in and and with other organizations similar to ours possibly around the country and also locally we're looking at local growth and so as a way to serve more students in Santa Ana. Okay, that's wonderful. And so I think tying to the question about resources is that one of the things is that we have a we are um, privately funded. Uh, we raise all of our money directly from the community members of individual donors, corporations, foundations, and um, through a few of our events. And um, we are looking to expand the awareness of the wooden floor and bring more people to uh, to help us in developing our plans for the future as well as to help support that. Okay, good. And so you must have some major funding behind you. Do you have some ongoing support that you care to mention? Any sponsors that are in the area? Or We have uh, just, it's it's a, a gamut of, of, of supporters from really long-term loyal supporters have been with the organization, some of them up to 30 years, all the way through new supporters that we just met this last week who got on board, who hear what we're trying to accomplish in life. Um, major corporations, Bank of America, um, JP Morgan Chase, um, Edwards Life Sciences, um, who see the work the Wooden Floor is doing to help these wonderful students really move forward and very successful in life. It's, it's so impressive. Um, I want to talk about your relationship with Irvine's Barclays Theater. That let's talk about that. That's pretty integral to the growth of the program too, isn't it? Right. So at the Irvine Barclays, we've actually been there almost twenty years. I want to say wow. since it opened up, we were one of the first um, uh, organizations in the theater, and so we've developed this long-term relationship with the Barclays that um, it's really a partnership that we look we look to. We work really closely with Doug Rankin, who's their CEO, and ourselves to make sure that. Um, that uh, our students have a great experience at the theater. We have an event, uh, the opening night called, um, it's our annual concert, um, uh, opening night concert, opening night reception, I should say. And uh, what's really terrific is we have it backstage at the Irvine Barclay outside and and the, the theater is very accommodating for us. That's um, that's wonderful, and um, I'm sure they're happy to do it yeah. for such a great organization. What um, what was the, Paula, tell me what you did recently at the Claire Trevor School, at UCI's Claire Trevor School. It was the, um, was it the Be All Celebrate? What was that? Um, the Beal, the Claire Trevor? The Beal event? No? no. Okay, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, we, I had you listed as there. Tell me about that, if you would. Oh, sure. Dawn. So uh, Dawn and Joan Beale have been longtime supporters of the wooden floor. I want to say almost, I think, 17, 18 years. Um, they actually met Beth Burns here at the at the uh, Irvine Barclay Theater. Dawn and Joan uh, came over to look at the theater and find out what was going on at the new campus and wanted to see the theater. And at the same time, we were having a performance. So Lucky, um, has a serendipity has it, they came in, saw our performance, and were just overwhelmed by what they had seen on stage, came to Beth and said, wow, I need to learn more about what we're doing. And you know, the Beals really take um, our philosophy, is their philosophy of arts and innovation. And really what the Beals are doing here at UCI is really aligned to what the wooden floor is about. And so when we were offered the opportunity to participate in their tribute, we just 
immediately said yes because of all that they've done for the wooden floor and that's and how they support us. That's perfect. That's wonderful. One of the things that was really impressive to me during the tour, during the performance that was happening, was the um, the interaction between the choreographers. Tell, let's talk a little bit about um, Melanie Rios Glazier and her relationship to getting these amazing choreographers from New York because that's just such a coup. I mean, I want to hear about that. That's spectacular. Well, Melanie herself is a terrific choreographer. She has an outstanding reputation in the community of contemporary dance and her own background. She's a Fulbright scholar. She went to Juilliard. She um, She's really at the top of her game of, of contemporary dance and choreography. And so Melanie's background plus her own network of choreographers who then also if you heard from our choreographers, they heard about how wonderful the wooden floor is and what a great working environment it is and how professionally run our, our artistic programs are, is that they uh, they really jump at the chance if they can free up their calendar to work with, with the wooden floor. So Mel what Melanie does is about one to two years out, she has to talk to them to see if they're available. She starts, we start commissioning their work, um, Start we start bringing them out about, nine months before the performance and then we really she really works to ensure that they really get what we're trying to accomplish that it's using dance to transform the students and it's a co-creation process and um, because uh, some choreographers may want to come in and just say this is what I want to do and what they want to what they what they have to say matters but in the way the wooden floor works it's how we all say that matters <laughs> it's such a unique approach and yet it's so central to the outcomes that you're looking to achieve over there. Right. So it's it's really spectacular. So we're drawing down on our time, and I want um, to make sure we tell you, the listener, how to get a hold of the wooden floor if you are interested in learning more about this fine organization. Um, it's www.thewoodenfloor.org. And is the wooden floor all one, or is there... It's, it's, it's all one. all one. Okay, so thewoodenfloor.org. And so... Um, Gosh, I would just pop on there and see all sorts of, um, you know, the schedule and what you have there is just spectacular to learn about what the organization has to offer. And we welcome uh, people to come by, call us up. We'll be more than happy to have a tour of our campus and to show them what we, that what we're accomplishing. Uh, we our students arrive after four o'clock, so the best time to see it. We're after school, is after four o'clock. Okay, good. And then um, maybe you can tell me also if somebody were to want to come and try out how they contact you to find out about maybe looking into this as an option for their child. So I would say uh, f uh, I would say have them follow up around September, say that they're interested. We'll send them information on our audition day, which is in October. I don't have the date, <laughs> but mid it's usually the third weekend of October, and um, it's on one day only on Saturday. So as long as you're in line as early as 8 o'clock in the morning uh, up until 1.30, you're able to audition, and which is um, incredible. We actually have families line up as early as 10 p.m. the night before and sleep oh. at the wooden floor in the, or sometimes even on our parking lot to ensure that they have an opportunity to audition. So... Oh, an audition is what's required then. Does that mean it helps to have previous dance experience? No, they just have to have a love of movement and have certain income requirements. Okay, so they will see what those requirements are online then? Uh, yes. Okay, they can go and see what that is. But it's really love of movement and enthusiasm. And, and uh, the both Melanie and we have uh, three other faculty members that work with the students and actually 
part of our Dance Free Weeks programs that we have, our community engagement programs where we go into the schools, um, the students perform some of those same types of movement um, in, in rehearsal up to their audition. So we do help the student kind of get ready a little. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. so there are some courses that they can come in and take? Not, not courses, more movement okay. the, the day of. The day of, okay. So it's really innate movement ability versus trained ability because most of our students wouldn't have any training. Any training yeah. Okay. All right. And so, Paula, as we draw down on our time, tell me what you'd like to say in terms of your experience at the wooden floor. And if you um, were to welcome anybody to consider this as an opportunity for them. Um, well, I just want to say that it, this has opened so many doors for me and it just it's made me a better person overall. And it's just really exciting. And the wooden floor has helped me a lot. So anyone who, you know, loves to dance or just loves to um be free and like yeah yeah so I just feel like people would uh, be really happy to come to this place and it's just a really good opportunity to get help and just be happy okay and I love that back to the love of movement I wanted to just make one more mention of one of my observations was they weren't really performing any ballet movements I mean uh, there were some but from from a classical dance standpoint that wasn't seem seeming to be the the central part of the movement that I was seeing can you talk a little bit about that sure I think it goes back to what you just you said earlier about your own background we actually have the students follow the same ballet um, building blocks. So starting in third grade all the way through, they'll be in ballet, classical ballet training, but we actually perform in contemporary dance. And so um, what you see on stage is their understanding of movement, um, direction, uh, steps, but what they bring to it is all really contemporary dance, somatic studies and other other studies that they bring into it. Okay, good. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say, Don? I was just going to say, because you know, I think we talked earlier, we have a great relationship with UCI and um, and uh, with the Claire Trevor Theater, um, the Irvine Barclay Theater, like you said, the Beals, is that um, we actually have three students here at UCI. Um, we find today that our students about 2 and 20 will major in dance. Others will major in everything from pre-med, education, business, and we actually have um, three engineering majors here in different discipline, environmental engineering, civil engineering, um, I think in an in in interior, like an industrial engineering. So it's really interesting to see our students um, really uh, gravitate to UCI, and we're really, really hoping we even have more students here. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm so glad you took the time to organize. You certainly thank Pal for me over at the Wooden Floor. Um, she did a great job coordinating the interview and really bringing to light what you all do over there and uh, making sure I got to have a spectacular tour while I was there. It was, well, thank you, Kimberly. Really I think this your your um, your radio show is really terrific, and thank you for giving community groups like ours this opportunity because it it's just really means a lot to us. You know, I have a feeling that it does, and. I have to tell you, that's, that's why I do it. So thank, thank you. you for being a part of it. All right.